Hey, this is Amy. And this is Lindsay. And this is Girl Talk Live. We are so pumped that you're here with us as we unpack how being a girl and being a mom is the best when you're walking and talking with Jesus every day and seeking first his kingdom and his righteousness. So grab your Bible and let's get started. What have been doing today? It's okay. What have y'all been doing today? Um... Uh, they, I'm, my head's cut off. Um, they've been, I don't know. What have y'all been doing? Anyone? Yes. Okay, great. Show us um, what you've been doing. We've been swimming mm-hmm. and eating. Mm-hmm. And had a giant salad. Yeah, another good one. If y'all mm-hmm. saw our post today, salad was made by the one and only. And the, the resident chef. Chef, like the sous chef, it's just I save words, so it's it's a chef. Yeah, okay, sorry, we don't have a lot of light. I was trying to make it like better, but it's not working. Like if you get in the light. See, there's the light. Put your head right there. There, now they can see you. I'm not going to cover you up. Good try. Mm -hmm. Oh, no. So what were you talking, what were you reading about this morning? Um, and Daniel... Yes. Um, about even if he doesn't. So it says Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego replied to the king Nebuchadnezzar, "We don't need to give you an answer to this question. If the God we serve exists, then he can rescue us from the furnace of blazing fire, and he can rescue us from the power of you, the king. But even if he does not rescue us, we want you as king to know that we will not serve your gods or worship the god." Uh, the gold statue you set up so he said like even if he doesn't so he had all the faith that he possibly could to tell Nebuchadnezzar like my king is going to rescue me and he can rescue me and he will rescue me but even if he doesn't like I'm still not worshiping you wow and so that That's definitely goes into so much that we could talk about but mm-hmm. I don't know kind of what my heart I am like um sweating it's hot out here. It's so hot. Welcome to July. All right, Claire has volleyball tryouts this morning, and then he, she did fantastic. And Yay. then we are about to have to leave to take Cooper to football. Okay, we'll hurry up. Okay. We're on the move. <laughs> They're on the move. Claire. All right, everyone else. Hey, guys. Um. Yeah, so just talking about relationships this summer, we have lots of background noises all the time. Those new ski boats are so loud. They are loud. The loud I mm-hmm. learned that the faster you go on the ski boats, the louder the music gets. Like it's like built in. Oh, nice. Yeah. And that so they don't realize how control. loud it is. Yeah. It's definitely loud. So, so we've been talking about relationships this summer. Mm-hmm. If um, you haven't been, <laughs> put um, your head right here. Okay. There, there we see. Yay! There she is. Um, okay. There if we go. y'all haven't been watching us, um. My connection is bad. I don't know if it's our connection. It probably is. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, we've been talking about relationships this summer. And um, lots of good relationships. Just like relationships in general. Relationship with Jesus. Relationship with our parents and our kids. Relationship with our friends. And then we kind of circled back around and did a little bit more of just like basic relationships. Um, because... Our relationships with others are not going to be successful if we don't have a relationship with Christ. Because that is where um, 1 John says that, like, 
if we don't know God, we don't know love, and we can't love without God, and he loved us first, and so all of that, like, we can't, we can't have healthy relationships. Like, we can obviously have relationships without Christ, because, like, unbelievers do it all the time, but, like, they also are the unbelievers that have all the celebrity, like, you know, reality TV shows that we all laugh about, but wouldn't want to be in them. Like, that's what our relationships are going to look like if we don't, like, go to Christ first, because, we're sinners and we're imperfect and we're going to get mad and we're going to say things we shouldn't and all of those kind of things that like hurt relationships and only can be healed through Christ because he is ultimate forgiver and healer and all of that and so just kind of been talking about all of that and then last week we dove into relationships of dating and future marriages and lots and lots of lots of people were just week? like super pumped that we were doing that yeah that was last that week seems like forever we were ago. in the car and having so much fun that was <laughs> and fun. probably saying stuff we shouldn't <laughs> i was good like i'm gonna stay like general and then i was just like no nah, i gotta say no this. we gotta do this we gotta do this so we're back for more because i feel like that's really like I get a lot of questions about it, like friendships and guys, and that's really like what everyone always wants to talk about. It's our biggest struggle as girls growing up, and really like I've talked to a lot of you all about, but like it's all over social media, like all the time. Um, it's just in our faces all the time, and so I struggle with that. Like at 26 with all my friends getting married and having kids and people getting engaged and the like fantasy life of Pinterest and planning your wedding before you even like know what getting married means and like just all of this stuff like it's just ingrained in us to have relationships it's all over the tv shows we watch the movies we watch like it's and we all get giddy about it and we just think it's so cute and like that song's talking about that girl and it's just so fun and cute and so there's nothing wrong with it but it's how we use it and let it define us which is really important for it not to do or influence you know? us yeah mm-hmm. so Plan and food. <laughs> okay, so yeah. Food. Um, so I was <laughs> so just move that. praying through Daniel. Um, because yesterday in heart issues we talked about fasting, and so I was studying more about the Daniel fast, and just came across this where they just said, you know, like even if he doesn't rescue us, like we still want you to know like who our God is, and I think that that goes into a lot of relationships, especially dating and. So we like see our worth in dating, but we shouldn't. And last week I talked to some moms and some college girls and just um, some people really like walking through the thick of like trying to figure out dating and what it looks like as like older girls. And I asked them what they wish they had been told, talked about, like what they wish had been said to them like growing up. Because we all have like the, I mean, I won't throw the, um, the title names under the bus, but like we all have those things that we either grew up like being pushed on or we grew up knowing about them but just all the like watch this dvd and you'll understand everything and like read this book and i was handed books just like go read this book and you'll understand and i learned a lot from books but i didn't have anyone to like ask about what i was learning so then i was like well i don't know what to do with this and so i just kind of was like well i don't know how this applies to my life so i just I don't know. I just grew up not really knowing a lot because we all know what church talks about, but like it's not talking about everything we wish it would, you know. And sometimes it doesn't talk about everything. Yeah. So really just kind of focusing on like what we wish 
or what, yeah, like, what we wish or what we think that, like, girls, girls ministry should be talking about in dating and marriage and all of that. Because everything you're thinking about is completely normal. Everything you're yes. thinking and feeling and wondering is normal. That and is so such an that's, important thing to say. That's why we want to talk about it. It's not weird. It's not, you shouldn't feel it's ashamed. It's okay. She has to remind me that all the time, so <laughs> don't worry. You shouldn't feel ashamed about anything you're wondering. Um, but don't Google it. Yeah, please don't Google it. <laughs> don't oh Google gosh, it. No. If you don't want to ask your mom, don't then ask like... Alexa. Like that is not a question for Alexa. <laughs> don't Google it. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. That's why we're here. <laughs> so ask your mom or ask your mom to text us about it. So yeah. Um, but anyway, so all those things are normal. Yeah. Because we were created for relationships, mm-hmm. and marriage is a reflection of the. Um, the relationship between Jesus and his bride, the church. And so that marriage was designed to ultimately help us understand our relationship with our creator and our Mm -hmm. savior. So all of that is good. It's really good. Um, But unfortunately, because of sin, our culture has perverted it. So that's why we want to, um, you know, talk about it. Yeah. So one of the first things that some of the girls said last week were just like, I mean, I don't know. I feel like this is just brushed over, but it's never really like did dive dove dove in into. Like it's never really like, dissected. Okay, unpacked is your favorite. Unpacked. Word. I love that word. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. not really like it's just like kind of you know relationships. Re- mm-hmm. Relationships don't define you, mm-hmm. and then that's just it. And you're like, well, okay, well, how like. Because the Bible says, like, love God, love people. So, how are relationships not defining us when, like, I mean, I'm a two. I'm a relationship person. Like, I'm a, like, I'm going to go do, I'm not going to do what, this is, like, to the, like, it's sometimes my fault. Like, I'm not going to do what I need to do because I want to, like, be with people in a certain, in my people because I'm an introvert, too. So, it just depends. But, like... Yeah, so how are relationships not defining us when we're meant to be in a relationship or we're meant to be in community and all of that? Like, how is all of that, like... Hmm? How do we not let them define us? Your relationship with boys do not define you. Right. And your relationship without a boy does not define you. Yeah. You are who you were made to be by your creator. And so that... um, You know, I like to always go back to, okay, before the Industrial Revolution, when all this stuff was um, thrusted into the universe and, um, or into the world, you know, all this stuff was the beginning of our culture, so to speak. Um, What did God give his people and how did they live? I love to go back to the beginning when, you know, when things were more simple. And again, we talked about last week how, you know, most people were getting ready to marry at like 14 and 15 years old. Okay, so they um, they were not distracted by phones or TVs or anything like that. They they didn't have all the options. They went out, they they took care of their home. They probably took care of the garden and they took women, girls grew up in um, a home where their mom took care of the home and the garden and the children. And then, um, when they got to, (laughs) 
I mean, obviously they are childbearing years. They were old enough to get married. Um, if, and, and it was arranged usually. And sometimes that was good. Sometimes, you know, people didn't like it. There's always both sides. And, um, but there just weren't as many options. And so, and there weren't so many distractions. And so, even though they did get married so young, they were with their husband. They were going through um, kind of those, those, eight, those years where they were figuring it all out. They were going through it. Um, they didn't have God's word. Well, I mean, when they had God's word at a certain point, but they were thinking and talking more with other people around them who understood it. And so you just have to remember that that's why we can talk about it. That's why we can talk about it and we have the truth. And so with all these things are normal, don't be afraid to ask those questions. Mm -hmm. um, so, and then, and they just had more time also to talk about it. So it's definitely important, you know, how you spend your time. Yeah, I think it's interesting that, like, the enemy throws it in our face all the time. It's all out there. It's all in the TV shows. It's all in the music, the music that y'all are listening to. Like, it's in everything, and yet he throws it in your face, but then he also makes you feel ashamed that you're thinking about it, and it, he makes you feel ashamed that you have questions. And so he throws it in your face but silences you not to ask about it. And mm -hmm. so then it's just a battle in your head, which... I mean, I can speak personally to it because that's how everything is for me. Like, the enemy throws it all at me, and then he's like, yeah, but don't talk about it. Just, mm -hmm. like, keep it inside because I'm going to throw all this stuff at you, but you also need to be ashamed for thinking it and feeling it and not talking it. Like, you don't need to talk about it. And so, but you, it, the faster, I mean, it takes me, like, three weeks to figure out that, like, oh, that's what the enemy did to me again. <laughs> And it's always so hard. It makes me so mad because I'm like, if I had just realized what he was doing in the beginning, I could have, like, stopped all of that. But I think the the more we grow and the more we're able to, like, you know, process that and armor up and, like, fight that before it happens and is, be like, aware. super important. Mm -hmm. um, but also I was thinking just, like, I mean, we know that God made us in his image and he made Adam and Eve, but he... And he made Eve for Adam. So, like, all of this is, I mean, even, like, I just looked down and it says, like, the, he said to woman, like, I'll intensify your labor pains and you will bear children and your desire will be for your husband and he will roll over you. And, like, that was the consequence of sin. But, like, he made Adam and Eve for each other, but he still made them separately for each other. Right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, like, even though they were made for each other and they were in relationship with each other and, like, they were together, it was the thing that we talked about a few weeks ago when we did, like, the circles, you know? Because mm -hmm. you have you and you have the other person and you have what you are together, but you also have what you are separately. And, like, that's important in every relationship. And that's why, even though our lives are centered around relationships, they're not defined. Because no one will ever complete you. Even when you get married, you will still have, because you have two sinners joining together, yeah. you're, there's still going to be conflict and strife and, and you're, you know, and so you are never going to be complete even when you get married. It's broken and broken and uh -huh. Jesus completes us and like Jesus heals us and holes us and mm -hmm. so then there's two holes 
that come together and they make the two circles which you have together and separately but you're whole because of Jesus and you have those two holes that come together that don't complete each other but complement each other complement each other yeah because, and that's in mm-hmm. every relationship every not just relationship boys mm-hmm. and guys and the faster and like the sooner you realize that that that's every relationship and not just guys, you can focus on, oh, well, how do I um, grow closer to the one who actually does complete me so Mm -hmm. I can be more of a blessing to others instead of constantly looking to others to meet my own needs. Mm -hmm. Thinking that you have needs and, you know, because most of us, we grow up just because we're naturally selfish and we're like, I like them because they do this for me or they make me laugh or they, you know, they help me have a fun time or whatever. But it's not about that. It's always about what can I give because love yeah. gives. But you can't give that until you have, until you're filled and complete with Jesus. Mm-hmm. So that kind of moves into what I also talk about with older girls is like the pressure of, like we talk about dating to marry and that's always important. Like even when you're in middle school, like, I tell girls that all the time. I'm like, okay, are you ready to get married? And they're like, no. And I'm like, okay, well, you never, even, like, whatever your parents and you decide, like, I mean, I'm not, I'm not telling you that you can't date someone if your parents tell you that you can and you're 11 and they're driving you to wherever you're going. I don't really know. (laughs) But, like, like, I'm not saying that's, but you never need to date someone, even if you're 13, like, that you wouldn't marry. And, like, that's really hard to, like, wrap your head around when you're 13, which is just kind of another reason why, like, why are you doing it? But, like, that's just not up to us. But, like, it should, that should always be the thing because you, like, you never, it's just, it's just smarter to just keep the, like. Just keep them, like, seriously, we're all friends. We are all, scripture says that we should think of everyone as our brother and sister yeah and so if you are 13 years old and you're you're with all your friends it just keeps it easy yeah you know you don't risk um being heartbroken or or having expectations that aren't real I mean here's the thing we all have expectations as we walk around I walk over to a chair and I expect to sit down and the chair will be will hold me yeah okay so you know, you, we place expectations on everything unless we intentionally don't. Mm. And so when you are young and you know you're not ready to get married, then you kind of have to make that choice of I'm going to not intentionally, or I'm going to intentionally not put expectations on other people around me. Mm. So you go into every relationship saying, no, we'll just be friends. It'll be fun. Let's hang out. Let's laugh. You're like a brother to me. And you just, eh, right there. Mm-hmm. So, and it just keeps it easy. Yeah. I mean, we have 18, 19 years to grow in ourselves. I mean, I think we talked about this last week, mm-hmm. but grow in ourselves, grow with our families, grow mm-hmm. with Christ. Like God gives us those 18 years at home. Mm-hmm. to be under guidance hopefully I mean we all have different home lives but the way that God created it to be was to be in family to be in guidance to be in fellowship and community like with your family with the body of Christ like all of that to be able to walk into what the next step is which I guess is not technically how God created but it's how our culture has created and God equips us to be that way now um the next step like yeah like just 18 19 years is now how our oh, culture is yes the timeline yeah so Mm -hmm. um but really the pressure of so there's all of that which is we keep we keep it in the forefront of like 
dating to marry, but that also creates pressure when it is time, which is really hard, and it's something that's like if you're out of middle school, really out of high school is more when you kind of start to feel this, but um, just that's why it's important to make relationships and friendships now and not date because like it gets harder the older you get and the more like time you have to process that like growing in relationships and friendships and with yourself and all of that like it's just there are definitely good guidelines when you get to that point yeah I mean that's why you stay in community and you you have a support network of people that you talk to when you think you're getting to that age and you talk about character and and being friends and things to look for in a friend and I mean there's a lot of conversation to be had about that too just hanging out does not mean you're going to get married and I think that's an important thing but like obviously keeping it it's like the line I know I'm trying to say it without like it's the line of keeping that like keeping um, that's why you hang out in groups in groups again last week we said there always has to be boundaries because God created boundaries when he made you know the day and night there the light and the dark there are definitely boundaries he set boundaries for the water after the flood and and so boundaries are a real thing they're a good thing and um, they're not just to be used in hard situations they're I mean you have to have boundaries when you eat so that you know you don't become unhealthy yeah and and so you know because God talks about not being gluttonous so it's like they're Boundaries are good and they're for everywhere. So in relationships, if you just say, if you make that choice, you know, to yourself, that commitment to yourself and um, and to your accountability partner to make sure you stay in groups. Again, it just keeps it easy because you've already answered the question before it has presented itself. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we've talked about kind of not identify, identif- no, sorry, not defining yourself yeah. by your relationship because we, you know, God didn't say, oh, I'm going to make all these people who are going to um, be all the dating people. And God did not say, I'm going to make um, all the, the um, fun party people. He, he didn't make us in groups, you know, he did create us all in his image and as his body we all have gifts and different gifts and talents that as that come together to um, reflect the whole person of Jesus as the church itself serves Um, so if you define yourself the only way we should define ourselves as is as a child of the king and and when we know that that's who we are, which sometimes is not easy, you know, if you're not being told that all the time, you look in scripture, and that's why Amy talks about everything she talks about, um, that is how we define ourselves, um, and if it takes, not, like, saying, okay, I'm not going to look at social media for a month, so I can get all this, so I can have an easier time, so I don't have to fight as much, then, you know, choose to love yourself that way, if it takes, um, I don't know, just only listening to worship music for a month or how, I mean, I don't know. I'm just, I always talk about practical because that's what so many people don't get is like, 
well, I know, but what does all that mean? What am I supposed to do? Well, sometimes we have to take the steps um, of doing things to, to change. It's just like, you know, I can say all day long, I want to lose 20 pounds, but if I don't stop eating cinnamon rolls every night, I'm not going to lose 20 pounds, you know? It's not every night. <laughs> and I'm just saying that as an example, but, you know, there is a lot of practical that can be done to guard your heart and, and all that that is good and helps you focus. Because Amy did a great job of writing about fasting yesterday, you know, like, um, when she was grown up, she always heard about fasting, but she never knew like how, what to do when she got hungry. <laughs> you know, what do you do? What do you do when you know you're not supposed to be whatever? Well, I just didn't know the point. So I would get hungry and be like, well, I'm just going to eat. Cause like, <laughs> I don't really understand what I'm doing. And I would see other people like fasting and being like, Oh, this is what happened to me while I was fasting. And I was like, well, I just got hungry. Like, I just don't understand. <laughs> uh -huh. And like, but the Bible says like, and, like, it just talks about how, like, fasting, it's not just, like, the fasting that moves God. It's the heart of the issue of the fasting, which is mm -hmm. what all, I mean, that's what we're talking about all summer. And <laughs> all summer we've been talking about heart issues, and that's what this all goes back to is, mm -hmm. like, where our heart is is where relationships are they matter. And that's why we define our lives and who we are, like, through Christ because relationships are important and dating is important and marriage is important but like who we are without those things is what really is the foundation of who we are and it drives us into what else he calls us to but we can't have that until we have the foundation of who Christ is mm -hmm. and where are you going to keep going because I interrupted you no it's okay Okay, I was just going to read First Thessalonians 4, 7, because it says, For God has not called us to impurity, but to live in holiness. And really, if you, like, back up, it's just a call to sanctification. And, um, like, in verse 3, it says, For this is God's will, your sanctification, that you keep away from sexual immorality, that each of you know how to control one's body in holiness and honor, not with lustful passions like the Gentiles who don't know God. This means one not must not transgress against and take advantage of a brother or a sister in this manner because the Lord is an avenger of all these offenses, as we also previously told and warned you. And then that's when it says, again, like, for God has not called us to impurity but to holiness. And so it really goes back to, like, everything. And I think when um, I was growing up, I was just, like, told, like, live in purity and here's a purity ring and you know true love waits and sorry didn't mean to throw you sorry I'm not talking to you I was talking to you okay so um like I was just like here's a book here's a movie here's a video like don't do this don't do that don't do this and here's a ring and have fun like but don't, all the don't have too much just... fun but like and don't do this and don't do that and make sure the doors open and like just all this stuff and I didn't realize that like Yes, God has not called us to impurity, but but you forget that he calls us to holiness. Like, it's not just don't do this. It's like, have this. Like, don't have this piece of chocolate. Like, have the Oreo, you know? Uh-huh. Yeah, like, and if you knew the Oreo was going to be there, you wouldn't have picked the chocolate. Just like, Abby was really upset earlier. <laughs> and like, you know, and so that's mm -hmm. what God's calling us. Like, in the world, and Satan wants us to think that like, 
that piece of chocolate is just so good and we have to have it and it's the only thing and that's what's going to define us and if we get asked to the dance and if we have a boyfriend in high school and if we don't have a boyfriend in high school we're not as good and all of this stuff like he just throws it at us because it, it's in the tv shows and it's in the movies and it's in the songs and it's just constantly being thrown at us because even the gentiles they live that way with lustful passions and they didn't control their body in holiness and they just lived the way they wanted to because they didn't know god mm-hmm and they didn't have an alternative. And even Esau sold his birthright yeah. for a morsel. And then he couldn't get it back. And Satan wants you to forget that, like, it's not just don't do that. Like, it is don't do that. We have to have boundaries. But it's so much more that, like, it's not just don't do this. Like, no, you can't have the chocolate. It's like, don't have the chocolate because there's Oreos. And, like, there's an amount of, there's an immense amount of Oreos that you can have in the right boundaries and in the way that Christ always, it's the completion that we're talking about. So, like, the chocolate is the brokenness that, like, we're all broken and we all have this, but when we choose Christ and the holiness, like, we become whole and our relationships are healthy and we're able to walk, like, beside each other and not, like, competing with each other and just hurting each other and everything that Satan lies to us about that wrecks relationships. So what are you supposed to do when you say no? And when everybody goes and you don't? Yeah. Or when or, everyone's dating and you're not. Mm-hmm. It's when really hard. watching that show and you're not. Um, I mean, I definitely, like, have been on both sides. Like, I've... I've done it because everyone else did it. Like, I watched the show that everyone was, like, I feel old when I say tweeting now because I don't think y'all tweet anymore, but, like, I've watched a show because someone I love and respect, and she is incredibly wise and incredibly in tuned into scripture and incredibly, like, just amazing, and she tweeted about a TV show that I knew I couldn't watch because I had already watched it, and I knew I had to stop. And I stopped, and then she tweeted about this one scene. And I don't know if she watches the show or if I think someone had sent her just like a clip of this one scene, and she used that one scene like in her Bible study, like or just her tweet, like like thing. But I watched. I was like, oh, I'm gonna go watch it. So I, I watched the whole episode because you know I didn't want to like just watch that one. I watched the clip, and then I was like. I'm going to go watch the whole to. episode because mm-hmm. I was like, I need to go figure out what she's talking about. Mm-hmm. And then I ended up falling back into watching it and everyone's talking about it. And then you're like, okay, well, you kind of get back to that. Like, well, everyone else is watching it, so it can't be that bad. And if she's talking about it, like if, if she's talking about it, then like, obviously it's fine. But like, what we have to realize is that just like God made us all individually And God made us all for our purpose only. And we weren't just made in, like, groups of people. And we weren't just made, like, everyone else. Like, you were made to be you. And, like, you're not the next so-and-so. Like, you are you. And there isn't the next so-and-so because they're being them. And, like, and you're being you. And that's the only way that you're going to live in God's full potential for you is if you're chasing Him and not others. And so when people are doing things that you know is not right and it's not the holiness that God's calling you to live. Like, it's not like... Everyone's relationship is different. Yeah, and it's so hard. you have to live in what he's convicted you to live in and what he's taught you already. 
it's so hard to like see other people doing something and not understanding like well like why aren't they struggling with it or first of all you don't know if they're struggling with it because they might be and they aren't just they just aren't they don't tweet about that (laughs) yeah they're not tweeting about Mm -hmm. the hard part or what they do after they turn the tv off or how Mm -hmm. they feel after they listen to that song or how they Mm -hmm. feel after they watch whatever like they they aren't talking about that and so that's the first thing I think is like when you are faced with that choice and I mean it's I'm not I mean I'm not obviously like you're the one that always throws in the practical like I'm always forgetting that but also for me like I know everything's different and I can give you examples and things that I've walked through but it's different for you and like that's where like I've told y'all so many times like girl talk is not here to give you a list of things to do and the to-do list and the fix it all because like that's you and that's what the Holy Spirit does in us and John 14 like tells us that he left us an advocate 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 and he left us a best friend and he left us the person who's going to help us and like you like he gives that to you but you have to intentionally seek after that and that is in the word every day and that is praying every day and that is like surrounding yourself with people who are lifting you up and keeping you accountable and like saying things to you and challenging you and saying things that you don't want to hear and things that like are really hard to hear but like that is what the iron sharpens iron thing and like it's what it's what being in relationship with Christ is and it's not being alone and so like yeah it stinks to be the only one to feel like you're the only one it stinks for everyone to be talking about it and you to be struggling with like well why does everyone else get to do it and not struggle but again it goes back to like you don't know if they're struggling but you know what you can handle and you know like your relationship with Christ and it's just growing in him and trusting him like even if like Daniel like they said even if he doesn't rescue me like I still choose him and like that's where we get to it like even if I don't have anything else but what I have right now like he's still good and he's still gonna do it and he's He's still yeah he's He's still enough enough and he's still king and I'm still gonna choose him over the world because even what I have right now and wish I had more of or whatever you're wishing or whatever you're struggling with whatever you think you need to be complete like whatever any of that stuff is and you don't have like Christ is better even if you never get it and and so, I mean, yeah, we can sit here and go through all it, what to do and how to do it and examples and I know, I know, <laughs> and go through those things. But I think it starts with like our relationship and like it's definitely it's a hard issue. I'm not and, talking like, about like I'm not talking all the about other you. Stuff. Oh no, it's okay, guys. <laughs> Don't worry. This happens and we get through it. It's fine. But it's like the heart issue right. first. And then there's practical steps that we're just so greatly going to hear about now. <laughs> well, I mean, I think it's, it is always definitely the relationship. It starts with our relationship with Jesus. And, but, but what I love and what I've learned um, just becoming a mom and like I was an only child. And so when I became a mom, I didn't have, I didn't know that like brothers and sisters fought. So I didn't know that the two children I had were going to love each other and hate each other at the same Mm -hmm. time. And I thought our world was caving in because they started like arguing about stuff. And so as I, as they grew and I grew and I learned and all this kind of stuff, 
there's, um, I, I kind of came across a mom that always talked about preventative parenting. And she said, here's what we're going to do before we get out of the car to go into the grocery store. And here's what we're going to talk about. And, and she, you know, went through the steps of how to um, teach and train children to, to kind of, you know, go in the way you want them to go. And so as a believer, and as even though I am a lot older, I know it doesn't look like it, but I'm a lot older. <laughs> She just said that. You just said that. We're all. No, I would say I'm a lot older. No, I, mean, I know. She's kidding, guys. Don't worry. Um, so, I still struggle with a lot of things every day. A lot of things. You know, with all the people that have more than what I have and all the things that I love and want and all that kind of stuff. And if I'm not careful, I can let myself get grouchy about it and, and really have a complaining spirit about it. And, and then all, you know, and it's just awful and I don't like it. Nobody else likes it. Nobody wants to be around me. And I have a lot of people that have to be around me all the time. I mean, have to, cause they're my children. And so <laughs> I want to make it as pleasant for them as possible. So I'm like, okay, if I don't take a proactive approach and prepare myself to live in a world where things aren't always going to be um, what I want them to be. You know, how am I going to deal with that? What What can I do um, to wake up and ensure that I my heart is satisfied when other people are doing and having things that I can't do and have? So I just want to share that with y'all. Um, does that make sense? That's what I just said. Well, I know, but I'm just saying. No, you did say that, but I'm like, here is the practical approach. Oh, oh, oh you're I just continuing? To, or yes. that was your practical approach? No, here's the practical approach. Oh, I was because, like, I just said all of that. No, you did. And so, I'm just trying to preface it with, like, We're just even, as, even as an older person that is still having to live in this treacherous world. <laughs> um, You've just been waiting to before. use that word. <laughs> Before really we get to heaven, it's not a good I word. Too. I'm growing. Treacherous my, is no, like I'm growing all my SAT words. You need words. to have like abundantly. Treacherous. Well, it describes the world. So anyway, um, because you know, I noticed over the past few weeks that that like you know my attitude was just not as happy as I wanted it to be. This morning, I was like, I am not letting that happen again. And I did not leave my room until I spent time with Jesus. And I just worshipped him. And we talked about that. And we talked about how um, Psalm sixteen eleven says, In your presence is fullness of joy. And in your right hand are treasures forever. So we want to be in his presence because that's where our fullness of joy is. And how do we get into his presence? You know, Psalm um, 103 says, Enter his courts with praise. And... Um, oh, I forgot because I don't have it written down. But anyway. It's okay. <laughs> but, I mean, it's, you know, and then Isaiah 55 um, says, Come, all you who are thirsty, come to the waters. And it keeps going on to say, um, Listen to me and eat what is good, and your soul will delight in the richest affair. Give ear and come to me. Hear me that your soul may live. So we know that as we live in this world, so thirsty for the one oh there's a bee <laughs> so thirsty bees like honey <laughs> that is not me right now honey it is sweet. it is lakes it is lake yuck right now um 
But it's as okay. our souls are always thirsting for heaven, because that's what we were made for. <laughs> no, which I didn't hear you. <laughs> but um, Jesus says, come to me. So how do we come to him? Through worship. And so this morning I just sat and I was reading the Psalms because I love to worship with the Psalms because that's what God gave us to worship him with. Um, Psalm 96, 9 says, worship the Lord in the splendor of his holiness. Well, I started reading Psalm 96, and I just kind of stopped there. And I kept saying, like, literally over and over again, like 10 times, I closed my eyes, and I just pictured Jesus, and I pictured heaven, and I pictured just, you know, just being with him. And I kept saying that over and over and over. Lord, I worship you in the splendor of your holiness. And then Revelations 4, 8 is the one that says, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. Who was and is and is to come and then um, after is Revelation 512 is another good one and it says worthy is the lamb who was slain to receive honor and glory and wisdom and power and strength and I always get those messed up but somehow that got into my mind but I don't want to take the time to turn there right now but anyway um, I just sit there and I, I spend like I don't know how long it is but I will I will spend as much time I can as I can just focusing on praise and and it's so neat because the more you praise him I don't know exactly what happens but that's when we're in his presence <laughs> and and I usually just start crying because he just reveals his goodness and he reveals and it's just a, the sweetest peace you know sometimes he'll remind me of like of my sin I mean you know because that's always a barrier but um he just sweetly reminds me and I'm like I know I did and I'll talk about it and then he just gives me a big hug and you know so that is the practical that is where you know if you know you are going out to be in the all the yuck that you don't want to participate in or maybe can't you know aren't allowed to participate in whatever that's how you get filled up with Jesus. You sit and you say his word. You find those um, psalms of praise. Anything, all the, the good stuff. There are so many of them. I mean, you can text us if you want the list. Um, because I have them all in my mind. I've highlighted all of them. And I just, it opens there by itself now. Um, because that is how we survive this treacherous world. We spend time worshiping him in his presence. And, and then we pray about all that stuff. And then we ask him to strengthen us against temptation to all that stuff. Because we know we love him. We know that we want the life that he um, gives us. The fullness of joy that he promises us. The abundant life that he came to give us in John 10.10 10 that he says. And then, you know, he says, if you obey me, then, um, or you obey me, my commands, your joy will be complete. I mean, the word is full of all that, but how do we get to the point where we're okay walking through the fire where Meshach, Ad, um, Shadrach, and Abednego were? <laughs> how do we get to that point where we are okay going through the fire because we know that he's in us and with us and we are completely satisfied. We are completely satisfied with him alone. I'm not crying. Um, because Colossians 2, 9 and 10 says, you have been given the fullness of Christ. Like you have everything that you need. It is all in the word and it is all in just sitting alone by yourself 
turning everything else off except maybe some worship music and um and worshiping and that that is when we come to know that he is enough that's the practical application that some people don't i mean some people are like how do i pray i don't know how do i pray you know what what are you talking about i I know he's enough, but like, I don't want to miss out. I still don't want to miss out on all this stuff. I still don't want to, like, it hurts that I, I don't have the date. It hurts that my parents said I can't date. Like, when does it become okay? How do we get to that point that that's okay? And that's the practical that, um, that I think not a lot of people talk about. That's why the book's not just enough. Does that make sense? Okay. The book? Well, like when you, not, not this book, the Bible's enough, but like oh, when like you were talking about earlier, yeah. like everybody okay. said, read this book, read this book. <laughs> okay. Good job. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> um, yes. So, um, I was reading Psalm 20 just to end, unless you have more to say. Oh, the, um, the last thing I was going to say is usually after I finish worshiping, I will go, I'll turn to Psalm 143, verses 8 through 12, that says, satisfy me with your unfailing love. And it's on, it's like a prayer. It's my favorite thing. I say it every time because um, it really is the thing that, it's one of the things that guards us and kind of prays everything in that, those few verses. So that was it. Go ahead. Oh, I was just reading deliverance in battle. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's the prayer, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, may the Lord answer you in a day of trouble. May the name of Jacob's God protect you. May he send you help from the sanctuary and sustain you from Zion. May he remember all your offerings. May he give you what your heart desires and fulfill your whole purpose. Let us shout for joy and at your victory and lift the banner in the name of our God. May the Lord fulfill all your requests. That's um, so good. Yeah, so there's more. But um, just praying through the battle of, like, fighting what the world says you should have and what the world says you don't have and the battle of the fight of just figuring out how to be where you're supposed to be and all that stuff that we all fight every day and just the in the view of relationship relationship we'll see ourselves in the lens of dating because that's the way that our culture has um kind of moved it into and i wrote about it a little bit um a couple weeks ago the idol of image and um just the image that we've been like pressured into with pinterest and photographers and wedding shows and all of that and so um just praying over like let the desires of our heart become the desires that God has for us and not of our flesh and that's really all of it is when you you go to Christ first you worship him first and you you seek him first in his kingdom like his righteousness will fill your life and he gives you that whole purpose and that whole purpose is only found in him it's not found in someone else and um and it's not until then that we see that that will be able to like have healthy relationships with others. Mm-hmm. That's very so, true. Mm-hmm. Psalm 119 is really the good one. It says, turn my eyes away from worthless things. Yes. Good, good prayer. Yes. That's great. All right. Well, happy Girl Talk Tuesday. 
Yes. It's Taco Tuesday. It is Taco Tuesday. We have lawn chips. Okay, good. <laughs> we have lawn chips for lime Taco chips. Tuesday tonight. Yes. And, um, yeah, lots of squash. Not really. That but... was a good salad today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, y'all have a good day. All right, thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time. I hope you get some popsicles. I actually don't know how to end this. Thing. Oh, there it is. I thought the end button was gone. Okay, bye.